This evening, we've assembled ourselves together for the purpose of worshiping the Lord. That's why we've come, to worship the Lord in the hearing of His Word. And on this particular night, we plan to observe the Lord's table. And in our observing, I want us to consider these two verses of Scripture that we just read together. And, and, and as we consider the Lord speaking on the night in which he was betrayed, I want us to take that and consider just a comment or two. On, on, on the words, just pray that the Lord would bless His Word to our hearts because we're getting ready to do something that is not a suggestion. We're commanded, this do in remembrance of me. Our Lord is getting ready to go to the cross. He's going to be betrayed this night. On the night he was betrayed. And he's sitting with his apostles. One of them is the devil. Probably at this point is already gone. But sitting in the midst of the Lord. Is one that's going to betray him. One of them's going to betray him. One of them, after his resurrection, is going to hear the account of the other apostles that say, we, we saw the Lord after he had been crucified. We saw the Lord. He's risen. And Thomas is going to say, except I put my finger in the holes of his hand, put my hand in his side, I'm not going to believe. Now, he's sitting there, the Lord's sitting there with them, and he knows them. And here he is getting ready to institute this, this Lord's Supper. And the scripture says in verse 19 and verse 20, and the reason I want to do this is I want to give special attention to these words that he's saying. It says... And he, he. You know, isn't it a blessing to realize the surety of knowing of whom we speak? He, he. The bride speaking in Song of Solomon 3, 1 and 2. Let me just read these verses Song of Solomon 3, 1 and 2. It says, By night on my bed I sought him whom my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. I will rise now and go about the city in the streets in the broad ways. I will seek him whom my soul loveth. I sought him but I found him not. Who was she speaking of? 
none other than the Lord of glory, the Lord Jesus Christ, him, him. Do you know where he is? The scripture says, and he took bread. He took that which set forth himself. The living bread. The bread of God. The bread of heaven. In the Old Testament, the showbread consisted of 12 loaves made without leaven setting forth the purity of the Lord Jesus Christ. He took bread. And the scripture says, and gave thanks. Not only giving thanks for the provision of the bread, but setting forth the thanks that he gave for the Father's giving him for the father's will to be done giving of himself the heavenly bread who came down from heaven to do and save do the will of the father and save his people from their sins all according to the covenant of God's grace here he is, the representative of his people. Their federal head. God made flesh in submission unto his Father. And as our representative, he gave thanks. And the scripture says, concerning that bread, giving thanks and break it setting forth his substitutionary work. Here he is, God again in human flesh. He was made flesh that he might die. God, God doesn't die. God cannot die. But a man can. And this man, the bread himself, who gave thanks broke that bread, setting forth that he must suffer and pay the penalty of his people's rebellion against the holy law of God. God is just, and he must exact the precise judgment that is due, and the precise judgment that was due was death. That's what he was going to cost. He would be justly forsaken of God. He would be stricken of God, afflicted of God. And the judgment would be upon him, the bearer of the sins of his people. Isaiah 53, 4, Surely he hath borne our griefs, Carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. So here he is. He took bread, gave thanks, and break it. And the scripture says, and gave it unto them.
The benefit of his broken body and the putting away of the guilt of sin is the gift of God. He gave it to them. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Salvation is by the grace of God. It's the gift of God. It's not earned. You can't earn it. It's given. So here he is, took bread, gave thanks, break it, gave it unto them, saying, saying. You know how beautiful is the fullness of the Scriptures. When I looked at that word today as I was preparing this message, I, I thought to myself, now, if he would have just taken it and broken the bread and, and gave it to them and didn't say anything, they'd have, they'd have probably taken it. If he handed it to them, they would have. But the scripture sets forth that he said something. The scriptures moved the writer to pen that the Lord spoke. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And here's the word of the Lord God himself speaking. And what does he say? This is my body. Now, obviously not his actual body as some claim to say that they're able to say a few words over a you know, piece of bread and a cup of wine and let it become the actual body. No, this is not the actual body, but this is the symbolic representation. This is what we're going to do. This is not the actual body and blood of Christ. It's the symbols that were given by the Lord. A body had been prepared him. A body was framed for him, fit for him, that he might die, that he might live before God and men. A body was prepared him. He who knew no sin, he who grew, and, 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 and the scripture sets forth, he grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men, I, those, those scriptures like it I've said before, I can't grasp the depth of that. But we believe it. If the Lord said it, that's the way it is. And so here, this is a, this verse of scripture set uh, back in Hebrews. Turn to Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, verse 5. Hebrews 10, 5. Hebrews 10, 5, Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. Now, if you have a reference, it's going to reference Psalms 40. Turn to 40, verse 6 to 8. Turn to Psalm 40, verse 68, 6 to 8. Psalm chapter 40, verse 6 to 8. 
What we just read out of Hebrews actually was moved by the Spirit of God moved the writer of Hebrew, the Apostle Paul, to give interpretation of what this passage of Scripture in Psalm 40 sets forth. Psalm 40, verse 6 to 8, says this, Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened. Burnt offering and sin offering hast thou not required. Then said I, lo, I come. In the volume of the book it's written of me. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is written my heart. So from before the fall in the garden, the scripture sets forth that the lamb was slain in the eternal counsel and will of Almighty God. It was prophesied that he would come, and therefore, being set forth in his word, his people were looking for him. And here he is. Here he's walked this earth in his earthly ministry now for over three years, and here's the very fulfillment of God's promise. And he says back in Luke 22 to his apostles, he said, this is my body. Here I am. Then he said, which is given for you. The sacrifice of himself was a willing sacrifice. He said in John chapter 10, verse 17, 18, therefore doth my father love me, because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. When he said this command have I received of my Father, this is what he meant in John 17, verse 2, as thou hast given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Here's God in human flesh, the submissive servant of Jehovah, saying, the power that I have to lay down my life and the power that I have to take it again, that commandment have I received of my Father. You talk about submission. This is my body which is given for you. This is going to be a particular sacrifice. He's going to lay down his life for the sheep. And then he said, the last part of verse 19, this do. And that's what I meant a while ago. This, what we're about to do is not a suggestion. This is a commandment. This do. This do in remembrance of me. Taking of the Lord's table is not, it's not something we can give or take. Believers are commanded by the Holy Spirit as often as you do it, as you do it, as often as you eat a supper for the express reason of remembering his work of redemption, remembrance that is thankfully called to our minds. As we do this, in just a few minutes, Lord willing, we're going to take a, a little little container and it's got a little, little piece of bread, a little cup of wine. We're going to eat it. And then he said in verse 20, 
Likewise, also the cup after supper, saying, After eating of the Passover, after, after supper, he was there to eat of the Passover, the supper. And this was going to be the last time that the Passover supper was to be eaten. Now, I do understand that there's, there's Jews that still are observing the Passover. And the Lord ended it. He ended it. The Passover was setting forth that the lamb would come. The lamb would be slain. I want you to look in this chapter we're in, Luke 22. Let's look at verses 15 and 17. And he said unto them, with desire, have I desired to eat this Passover with you before I supper, uh, before I suffer? I desire to eat this Passover. His time had come. And here's the lamb. Here's the lamb. Here's the fulfillment of that lamb that was slain in Egypt, and the blood was applied to the doorpost lentil. Here it is. He said, I've desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. He's getting ready to go to the cross. I'm not, this, this is it. This is the last of them. This is the last supper, the last Passover supper. It'll be eaten. And he took the cup, he gave thanks, and said, take this and divide it among yourselves. This is for you. You take it. I'm going to lay down my life for you. So by eating of this last supper before his death, supper, as I said, that would be eaten no more until it was fulfilled in the kingdom of God, you'll be at, you'll be at Calvary very soon. What he was saying that all the ceremonies and all the rituals of the law were now coming to an end. He's getting ready to finish the work. All of these pictures, all of the types, they're done. They're done. They beautifully set forth the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Laying down of himself all those lambs, all those oxen, all those sheep. All thousands and thousands and thousands of those sacrifices, burnt offerings, and all of the peace offerings, and the wave offerings, and the meat offerings, on and on and on. No, over. It's over. Soon be totally given up because he would give of himself. So he took the cup, the scripture says, back in verse 20. Like I, like, uh, likewise also the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. Oh, the preciousness of the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Life, the scripture says, is in the blood of the Father said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. There's 
no salvation. This precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ set forth in the cup that we'll drink, that, that cup of wine. It's real wine. It's wine. It's not grape juice. It's wine. That's what he used. That, that, that blood that was shed on Calvary's tree was revealed here by the Lord to be all the merit, all the foundation of the fulfillment of the blessings of peace and pardon and righteousness and eternal life for the sheep of God according to God's covenant of grace. His blood is going to answer. He will soon cry, it's finished. It's done. Brethren, we've come this evening to eat of the Lord's table. A blessed commandment that we are here to obediently do. And when we eat of this table, we eat of this table to remember Him. And this, this is what I want to have us remember, just a couple of statements here. When He said this do in remembrance of me, I want us to remember that concerning this table, as coming to Him for salvation, we come bringing nothing to the table. We didn't bring anything to the Lord to offer Him for our salvation. It was by grace. This supper tonight, we didn't have anything to contribute. This picture's his broken body, and his shed blood. Now what are we going to give? Nothing. Nothing. I want us to remember that the Lord is the server. He took the bread. And he gave it to them. He took the cup, and he gave it to them. It's his table. And we partake alike. I made the statement just a few minutes ago. It's not according to our merit, but according to his grace and mercy. I'll have mercy. Like I said, Peter was sitting there. And very soon the Lord's going to tell him after the Lord is going to be betrayed that, that very night. He's going to be taken in. Peter's going to start following him. You know, as he goes, and there's going to be this one and that one and this one's going to say to Peter, your speech betrays you. You were with him. You were with him. I don't know the man. I don't know the man. One of the accounts said he cursed. I don't know him. And when he said that third time, the cock crowed for the second time. And he went, wept bitterly. Philip, same thing. We're all alike. We're all sinners saved by the grace of God. I want us to remember that these elements are going to be received inwardly. We're going to take this. We're going to eat that little piece of bread. We're going to drink that little cup of wine. And it will go into us and it will be part of us. Just as the Lord's life is received. Within us, Christ in you. My spirit will I put 
in you. So here we'll have the Lord within us and we are going to receive this personally. I can't drink for you. I can't eat for you nor you for me. We'll eat personally and drink personally. The Lord said, He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood, obviously by faith. Eating of his flesh is to by faith believe that when he walked this earth, what he did in this earth, establishing the righteousness of God for his people is the righteousness in which we're robed. I love what Brother Scott said. He said, the Lord said, when I see the blood, I'm glad I'm not the one that he's depending on to see the blood. When God sees it, I'll pass over you. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood, to eat his flesh, to believe that the life he lived is the life of righteousness for me, and drinketh my blood, that when he died, he died for me. I lay down my life for the sheep. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life. And listen to this. And I will raise him up at the last day. I pray the Lord bless these words to our hearts. I'm going to ask them if they